episode 244 of Global From Asia. Merry Christmas if you're listening on the release day, and this is our last episode. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight-up, actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. All right, everybody. Thank you for choosing to listen to the final episode here of Global From Asia. And yeah, it's a bit it's a bit uh, tough for me here, but actually there's there's brighter future for uh, a lot of people. I think a lot of things happening. We're working out some deals for the Cross-Border Summit to continue. We're working out the uh, blog will stay online. These shows will stay online for the near future. 2018 is coming to a wrap, coming to an end. And 2019 is going to be a bright year for you. I know everybody listening will have an amazing year. I have a good feeling about 2019. As far as what I'll be doing, actually, this 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 interview uh, helped give me some. T- it's uh, Carl will uh, hopefully listen to this and realize. Yeah, I mean, we we chat even after the interview, and uh, I learned a, I learned from this show, and I've been going through a lot in my life with moves and, and business thinking. So, if you all want to keep up with what I'm doing, I do have a personal blog that I've had for. 11, 12 years, mikesblog.com slash now. Every week I update what I'm up to. So while I can't really say too much about this e-commerce incubator thingy I'm doing, I uh, I can do my weekly updates on the blog, mikesblog.com slash now. Without further ado, get into this amazing interview. It's a long one too. I think it's going to be one of the best shows and I saved the best for last Talking about entrepreneurs' depression and the journeys of being a business owner and uh, strategic thinking about your business and dealing with mental health issues and things that you face. So we have a great one with an amazing entrepreneur, business owner. Uh, let, uh, let's get into it. Are you looking for a Hong Kong agency to help you with your upkeep or registration of a Hong Kong Limited? Check out Unipro Consulting Limited. We are an equity partner in the firm which is a local CPA practice that has the accreditation to register and upkeep your Hong Kong company. Check us out on the web at www.uniprohk.com. www.uniprohk.com. Okay, thank you everybody for tuning in to another Global From Asia podcast. This is uh, an exciting one. We've been preparing for this. It's uh, Carl van Appeldorm and... He's uh we met many years many years ago, so we we met back at Startup Weekend in Guangzhou, and you're you've been a mentor there. That was back in 2011 or 12, and in Guangzhou, and and you in, active in the community with Startup Grind, and you're always been contributing to the community with your knowledge. And just like today, I'm really excited to have you share. So thank you thank you for being on the show with us. Thanks so much, Michael. I'm. Uh... I'm happy to uh, uh, to be here today, and uh, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, no, I mean, there's lots we can talk about, and we'll we'll see. I think this might we have might have to do a, a, a part two because there's so much amazing things you can share with us. You've been an entrepreneur, I think you said it started in a family, and since uh, you've always been an entrepreneur, have you seen so much experiences? Yeah, that's correct. You know, I think uh, I picked picked up entrepreneurship at a very young age. Uh, my grandfather 
uh, ran his own uh, metalworking uh, business that was ultimately taken over by my uncle and uh, divested uh, in the late uh, 1990s. But um, yeah, from, from an early age, I've seen entrepreneurship uh, at work and I've always been mesmerized by the idea of creating something, uh, creating a product, creating a service, putting it in the market. So I, I started doing that at a relatively uh, young age. Yeah, it's it's always an amazing, you know, excitement, right? Every venture and, and we could list some of these in the show notes, but you've done comic books in 12 and film posters, glassware. But I think you got also part of the first internet boom in the 90s with, uh, with different projects. Do you want to maybe share how that experience was and the the first wave of the internet yeah yeah i mean um, back in 1991 i uh, started attending uh, college in rotterdam erasmus university i studied business and um, i think at that time i was one of the first to get my uh, hotmail email account what i <laughs> still still use today a um, few years in um, it was probably around 1996 uh, together with my uh, current business partner, we started to explore uh, opportunities uh, on the internet. And um, in 1996, there was no Google yet, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of uh, websites. So we started with a concept we called it called called it the Action Pad, and we had these uh, computer rooms at the university. Uh, we had those computers; they were all connected to the internet, but nobody knew actually what was on the internet, yeah, because we, we didn't have search engine at the time. So we created this, uh, this mouse pad, uh, because those were came also in handy those days. And we were actually selling advertisement slots on <laughs> those um, uh, mouse pads oh, wow. uh, with, with uh, uh, URLs from companies who wanted to create more visibility. So that was actually the first ID back in 1996 uh, uh, related to the internet. Shortly after we created this ID that was called um, ball.nl, uh, it, was, it was business online. And what we tried to do there, which, ultim- which, which unfortunately never came to fruition because both me and my business partner were uh, in the process of graduating. But the idea was that um, uh, for all student cities in the Netherlands, so we had a a limited number of cities with uh, universities, there we wanted to match up the, let's say, the education community with the business community. And it was just as simple as, you know, uh, understanding what movies were in movie theaters, what bars hosted uh, live music, where to find your doctor, all this <laughs> kind of information, you know, we, we set out to, to organize. But unfortunately, due to uh, graduating, internships, and then um, some different career choices after university that never came to fruition. At the same time, we were also experimenting with building websites as a, uh, as a service for uh, 
third parties. So you know, yeah, we were we were early on to uh, uh, experiment with the opportunities on the web. Makes yeah, it must have been exciting times. I remember I used Juno email yeah in the, the mid '90s and dial up and all that yeah. crazy stuff. So yeah, so. I guess let's talk about the, you know, I think this is very important and we're going to talk about some fun, you know, more internal stuff, but you're the drivers. Yep. I think everybody should have drivers, right? When, especially for entrepreneurship, you know, you have to have motivation and, and a reason why the why, right? So I'd love to hear how, how you, uh, how you have your own personal drivers and others can, can learn from that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I think, you know, like my my entrepreneurship drive has always been uh, rooted very deeply. Um, I'm not sure if it's uh, if it's at uh, DNA level or where where it uh, uh, started, but um, uh, yeah, it's 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 something that's just just part of me. But you know, thinking over the years, thinking about it in more detail. You know, like, what are those things that really make me tick and want to do this every day? Um, and and interestingly, you know, more recently, I really came to the conclusion that the creative process, being creative, uh, is is one of the key drivers for me personally. I've had a phase in my entrepreneurship uh, years where I wasn't able to be very creative due to a partnership I was in. And that really made me aware that, you know, this is kind of the life oxygen for me, you know, to, um, to function well. And which is obviously also creative related to, um, uh, the entrepreneurship I, uh, uh, always inspire. So it's, it's the creative part. It's the problem solving. Uh, I personally have a tendency to look at all kind of different situations and directly start thinking about, you know, how can this be better or how can I solve this problem? Um, I think in, a third element is just being in the game. I just love <laughs> doing this. Yeah. You know, and and uh, on many occasions, you know, from the outside, it might not make sense because it's very hard. It's stressful. There are all kind of aspects that uh, might want you to run away. But I mean, every day I come back to the same thing, and I just love to be in the game. Um, another aspect is, uh, I guess, part of entrepreneurship is also excitement, adventure, exploration, and. Uh, yeah, that's also a big part of uh, why I love entrepreneurship. Uh, last but not least, I think, you know, the idea that uh, within entrepreneurship, but you could argue you can do that in any type of role, you know, there's this continuous learning cycle. Uh, if you, as an entrepreneur, want to remain relevant, you need to keep on learning. And... Uh, Especially on the later at the later age, I uh, uh, really start enjoying learning as much as I can. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, we get to have to learn everything. It seems like you know we need to know 
all different parts of a business, especially at the early stages in a startup. So um, especially from scratch, I mean, I think looking at your methodology, you know, in, in, in uh, what we're discussing today, it, it, you prefer to start from, from zero or from scratch? No, I mean, like, I, it, yeah, preference is, is hard. It's hard to call to preference, but, you know, it's just something I've done always. Uh, and I'm very accustomed to. And I'm also not afraid uh, uh, to start over again or start from scratch. I think the beauty with starting from scratch is that you need to be very resourceful with your resources. Uh, you need to think twice before you uh, put your money to work. You want to make sure or as sure as you can be about the business you envision, uh, the proposition you develop. And um, in, in, in essence, it's also about like, uh, you can already figure so many things out on a very small scale that you don't need to bet the house. And so to me, it never made sense to bet the house if I can get, uh, um, let's say, a confirmation from my uh, business uh, ID on a much smaller uh, smaller scale, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's also just a beautiful feeling, right, to create something from scratch. You know, you can see something from, it's like creating a, a human, you know, a, a, a living thing. And uh, it's just very exciting. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. You know, uh, I'm I'm a father to a two and a half year old, and yeah, all these ventures I've uh, undertaken over the last uh, uh, few decades. You know, they're they're all children to me. Uh, they you <laughs> you see them start walking, and at one point they're running, and and then they cause trouble. And you know, it's it's. Uh, the, the analogy is, uh, is 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 there, and yeah, I agree with that. It's uh, it's beautiful to one day come up with an idea, and then a few years later, you know, see it working. One of the things, for instance, you know, to my experiences, we haven't talked about it. Inc. Three Sixty One. That's a product that uh, we envisioned to be a printing service for Instagram users. The printing part didn't take off. But the online content viewing really took off, and you know, at at the peak of uh, of uh, uh, the usage of the website, we had over you know 30 million monthly active users, and wow. uh, that turned out to be a, a big success. Definitely, um, it's going to be hard to keep this in you know such short uh, one episode. That's why I'm excited. Maybe we'll have to already prepare for the next one, but. I'm sure you've learned so many different things from all these different ventures. Um, is there certain certain highlights that you'd like to share about what people can learn from what you've been through? You'd tell someone? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, I think uh, in terms of learnings, to me, it's really you know who you work with. Eh? Be extremely critical. Uh, of your business partners or your co-founders or your first employees because, you know, this sets the tone for where you can take this. 
and um, and I've learned that the hard way. And one of the one of the challenges I uh, gave myself right now, because Inc. 361 ended up uh, being uh, limited from a business pers- perspective by Facebook and Instagram changes mm. recently. So my my new challenge is actually to start a company all by my own, just by my own. I've 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 always worked with in partnerships. Okay. And um, uh, and those have been been great, but there has have also been many times where I felt that it somehow limited myself. So I took up on the challenge right now to start doing it myself completely and uh, see where I can take it. Yeah. So one of the one of the learnings is find the right business partner. Mm. Uh, then the second the second thing is be on top of crafting your company culture. It's really, really important that you create an atmosphere in which people are can work and also in which people can communicate and share their ideas. Eh? I mean, are you are you aiming at empowering your people or are you aiming at uh, creating a bunch of people that just do what you want them to do? And um, it's easy in the beginning, you know, to be busy with a lot of other stuff. And then ultimately you end up in a company culture where you feel uh, a little ancient. And um, those things happened to me in the past and I'm going to make sure that's not going to happen again in the future. Um, it, another learning, but that's, that's a little bit of a tricky one. You know, that's don't stop too early mm-hmm. or too late. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> that's a and, tricky and one, right? How do you, it, it's a, it's a very you, tricky one. How do you know that? <laughs> yeah. How do you know that? You know, and sometimes, you know, I use close confidence to help me determine whether or not, I um, I continue too long or stop too early. Um, I guess I have a tendency to co- to go on too long, uh, where other people already see like, okay, you know, this might not work for you, and you should you should uh, turn um, turn here. But you know, I have a tendency to to bring out my pit bull mentality, and <laughs> once I I bite. I I I just want to continue and make it make it work. Yeah. Um, but there's a fine line to walk there, and uh, I think on certain occasions you might want to check in with yourself, like, okay, you know, am I still on track, or uh, is this uh, going nowhere? It's a difficult one, but I think it's more about being conscious about the topic, and then. You know, try uh, uh, to deal with that question as good as you can. Yeah, it's like the yin and the yang. <laughs> you have yeah. to kind of go on the on that line between chaos and order. It's, uh... Correct. You know, another an- another thing you know for me was uh, diversifying risks. Yeah, if needed in the business model, uh, because one of the things we did with Inc. Three Sixty One, and we knew that. Uh, we were depending on Instagram Mm -hmm. and it allowed us, you know, to grow very quickly, uh, to be very successful, uh, but also dependent, you know, and that in the end, um, 
you know, came to hunt us. And we saw it coming. Uh, we worked on on different initiatives, uh, which were not as successful as Inc. 361. But that's something I also learned, you know, to make in, in my, my, my upcoming venture, I really aim to do it independently. It might go slower, might not be as sexy, mm-hmm. uh, but it's more sustainable. It's it's true. I mean, I'm I'm on my own here at, at Global from Asia, and there's always the opportunities, you know, for people to that want to get involved, or you know, sounds. It's yeah, I've had you know, it's hard. I think a lot of you know previous shows, you know, there's been partner issues and um, and others, other ventures, um, you know, because there's a push to push and a pull. Even sometimes investors say they they only invest in teams, not not solo solo founders. I think. People That's sh- funny, though. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very aware of that, uh, that conversation. But I think the way I look at it right now in, um, in building a team is not that I expect, you know, my new venture to do all by myself. But I think I will hire, you know, build a team in a different way. Let's say in the past, I work with people I knew, you know, and um, so, for instance, my partner in Inc. 361, somebody, I also did the 1996-97 businesses with back while we were in college. Um, But the way I want to approach it right now is not so much higher for um, personal relationships, but higher for skill, expertise, and experience. Mm. And maybe a little bit later down the road. So I understand that when an investor uh, is looking at, at your venture and wants to invest, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or multiple millions, you know, they they look at the team, they look at the leadership and um, they don't want it to be a, um, uh, a single man show. And so, but you can get to that place uh, if you have a clear business ID uh, in a slightly different way. Instead of high building a team from day one, you can take a few steps by yourself and then make sure you hire the right people. At least that's what I'm aiming for right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think maybe one reason, which is an exciting part about today's discussion, which I think will segue good, is the mental, you know, resilience of uh, of entrepreneurship. And maybe sometimes, maybe investors or or uh, or people think to have a partner is helpful. Is you know, honestly, I'm having, I'll be honest, I'm having a bad day today. So it's kind of, uh, maybe, okay. maybe it's, uh, maybe it's, uh, it's, uh, something, you know, I think, uh, you know, sometimes having, uh, having somebody there, like, you know, like a spouse, but in, in business yeah. is, is like a co-founder. Um, but there's lots, you know, lots of ways to stay, uh, resilient, right? Maybe, um, and you have, you have some great inputs. So I think, um, how do you, you know, how do you, recommend people stay resilient you know the ups and downs of the roller coaster of doing your own business and venture okay okay yeah now i think you know it starts 
um, by the idea that when you start a business, you're in for a marathon and not a 100-meter sprint. You know, I think this is really important to understand, you know, right out of the gate. Because if you believe that this is, you know, a short burst of energy that you put into a certain direction and directly res result in, um, in, in great results, you might be fooling yourself. And so you're in for a marathon. Somebody who trains for a marathon, you know, behaves totally different from somebody who, who wants to, to win the 100-meter sprint. So, um, so this is something, you know, I just learned over time. It's, it's, it's an endurance sport, you know, and it's, and, and it's at pro-athlete level. Hey, you need to perform. That's sometimes the hard part, I think, for entrepreneurship, you know, to understand when to take downtime. Because when you look at sports, you know, you have training, you have the game, you know, and then you have clear moments for downtime. I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, that's, that's blurry. They even feel like, and, and, and this is me talking, you know, 20 years ago, I would always say to my friends, you know, like, okay, you know, people work, uh, whatever, eight, 10 hours a day, I'm going to work, you know, 15 hours a day, and I'll uh, blow the competition out of the water. It just doesn't work that way. You know, that's, mm. that's what I what I learned over time. And, and recently, I uh, read a very interesting book, it's uh, uh, written by a scientist, his name is Michael uh, Matthew Walker, and the name of the book is Why We Sleep. And reading that really shows the importance of a good night's sleep. And, and one of the changes I made and uh, become much more aware of is the importance of sleep and not trading sleep for anything else. So if you want to make sure you, you know, can start every day with the right mindset, focus on sleep, 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 and more sleep. And then, you know, things I do is uh, exercise and just make sure I, uh, I get all the nutrients uh, my body needs. It sounds a little bit uh, cheesy maybe. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's important, it's, I agree. It's, it's really about the basics, you know? And I think we often just forget those basics and directly, you know, dig into all the work we need to do and, and easily get overwhelmed. And then we're just don't spend enough time recharging the battery. And it's interesting also when you read the research on sleep, you know, how cognitively impaired we are if we um, uh, don't sleep enough. So, you know, that's, that's one of the key things. For me also, another thing is just daily routines. Not something I'm good at, and uh, maybe we can talk about it a little bit later. Sure. You know, regarding the mental health challenges, mm -hmm. but, you know, like developing routines have always been extremely difficult for me. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't, it wasn't some, for some reason, part of my DNA. But I learned over time, you know, to develop those routines. Yeah. 
And those routines really help me be successful on a day-to-day basis. And I'm thinking, you know, uh, I think about meditation, yoga. Uh, I already mentioned exercise, yep. uh, but also journaling. I just take some time to structure your thoughts, focus internally, and uh, as a start, uh, start of the day. Um, another another thing for me, but I'm I'm pretty obsessive about it. Is this the continuous learning? Uh, I'm just ferocious reading books, um, and it's probably also you know part of my own insecurity because I feel like I never know enough, and that might not be the actual case. But at the same time, it just keeps me pushing forward. Mm. Um, and, and also, you know, maybe another little bit open door, but it's really embrace the journey. Eh? Like, don't focus too much on the results you're after, but just focus on the journey. And, uh, and maybe one more, you know, to finish it off. It's also sure. optimized for setbacks. And like, like setbacks are going to come. And, and Michael, you know it as no no one else. <laughs> eh? Doing your business for a long time, it's not it's not a happy day every day. Yeah. So, so what can you do, you know, to optimize for setbacks? And things that I personally do is I've always been um, uh, relatively conservative on the financial side of things. Even you know, while we made a lot of money, we would always keep uh, uh, salaries low, uh, costs relatively low, because at the end, for me, it's all about, and I go back like one of my drivers, I want to be in the game. So I make sure, you know, from a financial perspective, I can keep on doing this. That's important to me. True. So, and then all the other stuff, you know, there's so much stuff we collect these days and we work for and we pay for that doesn't, in the end, at least for me, doesn't move the needle. So <clears throat> I, I try to be very uh, conscious about, about the financial side of things, especially as an entrepreneur. Um, there can be a lot of anxiety Um once uh, finances are not working anymore for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, money is, is the pressure. I mean, it makes the world go round, as they say. Uh, and it's true. It's They say cash is king, but I think it's cash flow, right, is the real king. You know, the, you know, you got to get money in on a consistent basis and uh, keep operations going and everything. Correct. Correct. And, and, you know, it's all about creating leeway. Uh, and and you do that uh, if you can't really influence the revenue stream on the on the short run, you know, you most likely can the expense uh, side of things. Exactly. This is again like we talked about earlier, like balance. It's all about balance, right? And you know, some people, especially I think you know in China or Asia, we focus on cost cutting more, you know, s- saving, but. You know, I think you got to increase top line, but also, you know, control your expenses and everything. So it's, 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 uh, it's all about that fine line. And, uh, yes, 
this has been fun and yeah it's, it's making making me feel better and then this this okay. next topic is uh this next topic is uh is very exciting for me is uh which you're going to seem to open up quite a bit is the mental health challenges a, a lot of entrepreneurs do face you know i think we have to be crazy right to do these things so maybe we're all crazy yeah i think yeah, I think, you know, uh, wasn't it Sean Parker who said, you know, entrepreneurship is uh, chewing glass and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and liking the taste of it, you know, and it's, it's, it's something like that because it is obviously uh, uh, super challenging. Eh? The majority of the people will just not succeed. Eh? So, the, so the, the stats are uh, stacked against you from day one. Uh, we all know that. So yeah, you need to be a little bit crazy to to want to do this. But you know, getting getting back to your uh, your point on mental health challenges amongst entrepreneurs, um, I wasn't really aware of um, you know specific uh, mental health issues amongst entrepreneurs before. And I think it was like 2013 or so. I I, I did hear George Zachary, who is a, a senior uh, investment. Uh, he's a partner at uh, Charles River Venture, a very successful uh, um, uh, VC company in the Valley. And he mm. was uh, his uh, name to fame is uh, uh, his investment in Twitter. And uh, he did he did uh, many many successful investments, but but George he really opened up about that, and he talked about profile of uh, of the investor of the, the the founders, and how often they uh, deal with you know all kind of you know men- mental health challenges, also uh, derived from broken families, and and just dysfunctional uh, environments and it was also during the same year because George Zachary he was talking at the global conference um, at Startup Grind in uh, in Redwood in California and Mark's sister was also uh, talking there and he's another investor from um, uh, LA and and Mark really opened up about his own experience and at one point he started talking about this book he read early on and it was called driven to distraction and it was written by um, edward hallowell and um, um, let me think uh, john retty and interesting thing was that he discussed on stage a bunch of um, characteristics and I instantly recognized myself and it was related to adult ADHD uh, of ADD and so before the the talk was over I already ordered the book online Mm -hmm. start reading it and you know I really saw myself Wow. in uh, in their profile and so i got on a quest because prior to that talk i always felt like i had 20 different uh, problems 
but it turned out that they were maybe 20 different manifestations of one and the same problem. Mm. And <laughs> just to name a few, eh, always a sense of underachievement and eh? mm -hmm. never never feeling that you really meet your goals or difficulty getting organized, uh, chronic procrastination, um, easy distractibility, um, a tendency to worry, uh, mood swings, uh, restlessness. I had huge uh, difficulty with restlessness, especially when I would go to bed. And, you know, and a big thing for me was also, you know, a chronic problem with self-esteem. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who always would say like, oh, you know, you're so good at this or, you know, you're successful at that. But I could never feel it. Mm. So there was a huge disconnect between, you know, the way I experienced myself and other people would experience me. Got it. So this, this book put me on a path um, of, you know, figuring out how to solve this. Because at that time I was 42, but the first time I, I talked to psychologists, was when I was 16 mm. and I had seen a whole bunch and I felt like, you know, they couldn't do anything for me. So after this experience, I went back to China. Again, I thought like, okay, this is what my problem is. I need to talk to a professional. I found somebody in China I talked to, but after like two or three conversations, I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm preaching uh, uh, for the wrong choir in this uh, um, situation because we were just not on the same page. So next thing I did is figuring out, like, where is this, uh, where are these authors based and, and, and what, what is the business they're doing? Because I felt like if I talk to one of these guys, at least we're on the same page with uh, the theory. And, and the knowledge level. So um, I learned that uh, Edward Hallowell had also practiced in San Francisco and I was planning on going there again the next February for another Startup Grind Global Conference because okay. I was at that, that time the uh, Startup Grind director in Guangzhou. Yeah, yeah. And um, I made an appointment with, uh, with somebody in, in the office there who now has been helping me for over four years. And we've, um, with great success, but yeah, so I reached out to them, start working with them, and uh, that has been hugely beneficial for me. I'm still on the quest of solving things. I'm still <coughs> trying to learn and understand how the brain works. And um, uh, more recently, I am. Uh, I was very much intrigued by uh, another book I read, which is called uh, uh, "How to Change Your Mind" by uh, Michael Pollan. Mm -hmm. And this is all about the use of uh, psychedelics, actually, wow. in, in um, uh, mental health uh, 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 situations, and it's extremely promising. And um, so, yeah, I'm still in the quest of getting where I want to be. Uh, one commitment I made to myself is that I'm just not going to give up 
because I just don't want to compromise on this point. Okay. And I feel like there is more uh, in me that under the right mindset can, can come to fruition. So, um, yeah, we'll just keep on going on this quest, figuring out where to go to, um, to get the best possible mindset. Yeah, I think mindset's, uh, mindset's everything. I'm, I'm reading a new book. It's too early for me to, to really recommend it. It's, um, but it's, it's, uh, it's also saying like just your posture and just the way you, you know, you, um, hold your head high and, and, uh, it also has this, like, um, it builds on itself. So just by the small things and staying positive, just it has a whole effect on your body and, and mindset too. So, um, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So this is, this has been great. Thanks for opening up, Carl. This is really, uh, yeah, you're welcome. it's really great. And then, I mean, I, the reason why I open up is because I, I've been walking around with this challenge for such a long time. And I was very grateful for Mark Suster actually to open up and allow me to recognize uh, through him my own problems. And if I uh, can help uh, one of your listeners uh, today by recognizing maybe their challenges uh, and finding a new new path, then uh, I think this uh, interview has been uh, highly successful. Great. Sure, it's even helping me. So we are, before we even got online, it's helping people out. So, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's, um, there's a lot, a lot to cover. And I think you know what have what have you learned? You know, to find you know where you are today. That maybe also people can can learn that we've been covering that through the discussion already. But um, okay, yeah, I can take away to uh, give you a few pointers here. I think you know very important for me is to stay close to myself um i and and recently i've done an interesting online uh, program it's it's called claim your power and it really works from the angle of your emotions and <clears throat> i think for me personally i've always been very much in my head and uh, uh uh, and, and there was a certain disconnect between, you know, my thinking and my emotions. So one of the things I learned is I need to get closer to the, my emotional side and uh, <clears throat> listen to what it tells me. Uh, also in helping me to define my, uh, my next business goals and, uh, so that's 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 one of the things I learned. Stay close to myself. Stay close to my uh, emotional self. Um, another thing is really spend some time deciding on what problem you want to work on. It's uh, uh, for me the way I look at it right now is that it needs to be purpose driven. I think in the past, you know, I was not always deeply motivated and uh, currently I'm looking at problems that are bigger than myself and also have an impact that is uh, bigger than myself and I try to leverage that that impact also you know to help me go through the hard times that will come sooner or later again. 
Mm. Um, I think another thing I learned is that once you say yes to something, you know, it takes about three years before you see meaningful results. <laughs> so mm. be very, be very uh, aware that once you commit, you know, you will be a few years in before you can expect some significant returns. Makes sense. Okay. A fourth thing, a fourth thing I like to share is you know the importance of grit. And um, I already mentioned I uh, I enjoy reading, um, and this topic has been researched by Angela Duckworth. Uh, the title of the book is also called Grit, and it really gives you a perspective on how important grit is and what you can do to become more gritty. And I think that's very important for an entrepreneur, you know, to be gritty and, and not give up too easily. Um, I, I mentioned it a couple of times already, but I, I feel like I can't mention it enough. It's really prioritize sleep over mm -hmm. anything else. You know, it is try to get those eight hours in, make sure if you can to go to bed at the same time every night and wake up at the same time every morning. That biorhythm is so important to, you know, proper mental health and uh, your ability to be successful in whatever you want to do during the day. And maybe last but not least, I mean, there's a whole list of, of, of things, but, you know, try to have fun yeah. uh, in the process. It's not always easy, but... Uh, by evaluating your day on a daily basis and and look for the for the small wins and celebrate those i think those are very important to um, you know keep a positive outlook on your venture your business on your personality and to make sure that you can keep doing this for uh, um, uh, the time to come it's true. I mean, yeah, we have to enjoy what we do. And maybe that's where some people get caught in a rut is maybe they start realizing they created something that they don't, don't like. <laughs> I, I actually have gotten into that before where, you know, you, they, you know, you try to follow what the customer wants, but then there's also what you want as, you know, an entrepreneur, which I think is also important to enjoy what you are building and what you're, who you're serving and what you're, what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally understand. And, you know, your environment is constantly changing. So like what I shared with Inc. 361, we set out to be a printing solution. That thing didn't work. <laughs> we had to we had to pivot, you know, and the yep. pivot became very successful. Yeah, it was not what we initially um, envisioned. So, yes, yeah, sometimes you have to you, you go with that change and but the premises you know might might change with it and your motivation for the business might also change with it because you end up doing things you are really not um uh, motivated to do in the long run and and and, and those are are different and difficult circumstances to deal with mm -hmm. and i don't think there's one right answer you know like to keep on going or to call it quits. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's really tricky. 
because the one side of you don't want to give up and there's always those stories like don't give up but at the same time there might be a logical time when it doesn't make sense anymore or you keep hitting your head against the wall how many times you know so it's a tricky yeah i mean like uh, like success is the next thing that happens after failure so it always feels like it's around the corner and um yeah that's a balancing act again you know that's more that's more art than science to understand when to continue and when to stop i guess yeah well, this has been fascinating, and it's it's. Um, I'm sure we'll get some great feedback on the show, and maybe invite you back on if you're interested. But I think just get towards the summaries is, you know, we talked about mental health and staying positive and and entrepreneurship, um, and you've given some of your 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 own uh, progress and and journey. You know what 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 do you think is is really how you see entrepreneurship now and, and how you're approaching it? Um, the way I approach it right now uh, for myself is that I want my business to be <coughs> purpose-driven. So that, that's key. And my wife always says, you know, optimize for impact, not for income. And <coughs> I'm happy to, uh, to have that support at home. And I totally agree with that. You know, it's all about impact. It's all about, you know, being able to build a legacy. And especially now we have a, a little one at home. You know, you want to send, set set a good example. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's important to me. Like uh, I mentioned, uh, uh, the sleep, the exercise, the food. One of the things I started doing a year ago is uh, picking up on Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Nice. You know, and that's that's something I do uh, three times a week right now. Wow. Uh, it's super intense, but has been extremely helpful for me. You know, also to keep keep my head clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I focus more on on routine routine based working. Um, morning routines, uh, night routines. Morning routines are uh, uh, work uh, at this point a little better than the night routines. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm yeah, don't get that down very well at I've night. Similar but, uh, here. It's easier to control morning for me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's 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 always the same moment of the in the day that you start but in the evening you know it's not always the same uh, mm. schedule so yeah, same here uh, i think one thing my my coach always taught me that is perfect is the enemy of good and so try to focus on what's good enough uh, and don't try to be perfect because that is that's a recipe for disaster True. And, you know, um, for me, it's also in my current, my current uh, entrepreneurial process, just keep on learning, you know, every day, um, things I, um, I, I get my inspiration from is, um, uh, a podcast show called impact theory. Not sure if you're familiar with it. Um, and learning a community called Farnham street mm. initially, Okay. Focused, uh, focused around uh, um, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. Okay, but it's it's all about learning uh, about mental models, 
and different ideas to yeah. improve your decision making. So, yeah, I have the I guess uh, that's, Charlie's Almanac. I think I've yeah, gone yeah. through that. Yeah. Wow. So that's 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 in a nutshell. You know how I look at uh, entrepreneurship uh, uh, at this point in my life. Thank you so much. Is yeah, I appreciate your time. And is there ways people could connect with you or find you know blogs or or websites or uh, things that we can link to for yeah. you? Yeah, people can connect to me through Carl C A R E L at Inc three six one dot com. Uh, you can also find me on uh, on LinkedIn. Connect with me there, and uh, just uh, and on Twitter. Okay. Also, uh, say Van Apeldoorn. Um, shoot me a message, and uh, f- for sure you will get an answer. Okay, thanks so much. Yeah, we'll link all this on the show notes as well. And and uh, thanks thanks for coming on. You're welcome, Michael. Uh, thanks again for having me, and uh, success uh, with uh, all your future ventures and uh, and the show. Thanks so much. Love Global From Asia and want to get even more? Then check out our members-only area at gfavip.com. Here you'll get insights and access to me as well as other members in our private forum, as well as a ton of other valuable knowledge and information, as well as special connections, monthly calls, insights, discounts on product services and events, and more. Plus, it really helps support the show. Check it out at www.gfavip.com. Right, I learned a lot in that amazing, amazing interview. Thanks, Carl, for sharing. And I am enjoying being a host of a Global From Asia. So this is a tough one, but goodbye. Thank you so much for spending over five years listening. 244 shows plus a whole bunch for e-commerce gladiator. So maybe almost 300 shows, maybe a little bit less than 300 here. But life moves forward, and. I um, I hope you guys have a great holiday season and uh, enjoy 2019. And I hope this is being listened to years and decades and uh, and lifetimes past me. I hope these shows somehow continue to stay in the internet and continue to help people grow their business and grow their mental uh, strength to be an entrepreneur, to be a business owner, to uh, to be to be able to adapt. And again, if you want to connect with me and keep up, I hope uh, mikesblog.com slash now should be going for the rest of my life. So you can check that. I try every week on Sundays, Sunday morning is when I think strategically about my life and my business and I update that. So thank you so much for joining me on this uh, journey and uh, take care. Bye bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.